It's been a pretty good time in my life. But if I have to be honest, I miss some of the attention from when I was younger. There was a time, probably in my 20s, when I would occasionally get approached by a woman. Occasionally. And if it was not an actual conversation, maybe it was just a nice curious look I'd get. Very rarely I'd walk by a young group of guys and they would say something complimenting maybe the jacket I was wearing or the hair that I had, and they meant it in a very authentic way. And these days, the only people who stare or approach me are old men. Mostly old men who were born outside the U.S. It seems to happen all the time. I'm at the deli, and the cashier says, Where are you from? I say, I'm Latino. Then he'll say, No. I'm like, no. I'm from Yemen. You look Yemeni. We are brothers. And I say, oh, that's really nice. I don't know what to do with that information. But the guy who fixes my watch band, oh, God, this guy. He's this dark, short, round, hairball of a middle-aged man. And he asks every single time, where are you from? I'm Latino. Because you look Russian. And then almost in slow motion, he says, Yeah, you look like me. And in my head, I'm like, no. I have apparently developed this global fraternity of old swarthy men. The attention is nice, but if I'm being scouted to join this fraternity of old men, does that mean I'm officially banished from the cool guys club? Was I ever a cool guy? This is Mark Bagan, and you're listening to Other Men Need Help, season two. Where are you from? My mom is white. My dad was Latino. And I really don't know if I look like either of them. I mean, the dark hair and short stature, that comes from my dad's side of the family. And the body hair is apparently from both sides. But I don't know that I look Puerto Rican, and I don't know that I look necessarily white. I didn't even know I was brown until my body hit puberty. First, it was standing next to white boys and thinking, we're not seeing the same thing when we stand in the mirror. Then it was someone calling me names here and there. Or sometimes a parent would ask me, in all seriousness, if I knew the waitstaff at the Mexican restaurant we were eating at. Have I just become this ambiguous ethnic man? And up until recently, I've never talked to a man who looks like me about what the world thinks they look like, and specifically peers. It's been isolating. So with the power I now have as producer, I talk to a group of fellow brown men for the first time in my life. Men who have black hair and olive to dark brown skin, men that had mustaches by the time they were in Little League, 
Men who hide a forest of curls underneath their shirts. I found men who were from, that's the thing, no one guesses right. People think I'm African-American. Some people are like Trinidadian, which makes more sense. People assume that I might be Dominican, Jewish, Indian, Hispanic of some sort, Ethiopian, Pakistani. With cab drivers and stuff, it's always like, oh, are you Indian or are you Pakistani? I'm like, dude, I'm just Indian, bro. Then they'll ask me about cricket, and I'm like, I don't know anything about cricket. You look at me and you're like, I don't know what that is, but I know that it's not white. I know it's ethnic. Some of these guys are mixed race, some are South Asian, others Latino or African. I wasn't so much interested in where they were from, but who they wanted to look like when they were younger. Because who I wanted to look like didn't really fit with who I was becoming. So my mainstream idols were Zach Morris. A mix between Elvis and Bruce Willis. Leo and Romeo and Juliet. And then also Skeet Ulrich and Scream. Uncle Jesse from Full House. Sean from Boy Meets World. Because he was smooth, he was the rock star, he was the cool uncle. The long curtained hair. He had that like leather jacket and he was like suave with the ladies. Gaunt, skinny, like a little bit moody. But yeah, Corey, Corey Matthews too. But I wanted to sit on Sean's face. Besides most of their idols being white dudes, what really stood out for me is that their idols were all bad boys. And what I mean by bad boy is like your typical pop culture American derelict. Brooding, leather jacket, cigarette dangling from the mouth, snarling stare, beautiful mess of quaffed hair, a sensitive soul who just needs the right woman to love him with mantras like, you don't want to end up like me. Oh man, when I was younger, I used to love me a bad boy. I think you could almost say I got aroused at these images. I don't know what else to call it. When I'd see a Sean Penn or a Matt Dillon in At Close Range or Drugstore Cowboy, my body just got tingles thinking that the world would see me that way when I'm older. And that's all I wanted to be. I will sometimes catch myself doing a certain nod. Luke Perry nod? It's, cl- it's closer. Well, you know what? You know what's what funny you did with your eyebrows over there. I was like Luke Perry. <laughs> the problem is, well, there were a few problems. Whenever I tried whispering bad boy mantras like "You don't want to end up like me," it sounded like bullshit. I mean, I liked wrapping Christmas gifts with my sister. I was really pleasant company at my parents' dinner parties. But the big problem. For a young, foreign-looking boy growing up wanting to be a tough guy in America was who the hell were our brown idols, let alone our brown bad boys. I used to be really good at tracking, like, the actors who played, like, the minor Middle Eastern or Asian or Hindu character, like, the scientist guy that, like, delivers this expository line of dialogue that furthers the plot. Like, we only have 12 hours to come up with an anecdote. Every once in a while, there was a bright spot. You remember No Doubt, the the band? Uh Uh-huh. When they came out, I had, and I guess to a degree still have a crush on Gwen Stefani. I found out that she had a relationship with the bassist. Tony Canal. Who's Asian, correct? Uh Uh-huh. 
And so he was hairy and short and, and dark. And I was like, if he can do it, I can do it. For the longest time, like, I didn't even believe that he was Indian. I looked at him and was like, nah, there's, there's no way, like, his parents allowed him to be the bassist in a cool band. I thought he was, like, an Italian dude. And for the longest time, I was like, nah, he's not Indian. But if you were in a really desperate place like Ruben was in the 1990s, how far would you go to find somebody in popular culture that looked like you? So my grandpa, he, you know, he has tons of books because he's also an amateur historian. And he had this book about Saddam Hussein, like a biography of Saddam Hussein. But before I could read, I just thought that that was my grandpa. Uh, so I was like, wow, my grandpa is so important. His like, there's a book written about him. And then as I get older and I look and I'm like, ooh. By that time, I had like learned all these weird tidbits about Saddam Hussein because I was like, really weirdly a little defensive of him when people are like he's a horrible dictator and i was like well you know iraq has like a high high rate of like women's literacy you know he was given a nobel priest prize at one point like i could spout a lot of factoids about Saddam hussein even though he was a terrible person there's a large chance when i get older that i'm gonna end up looking like him uh- <laughs> between saddam and gaddafi and noriega it was like come on america when I was asking for a brown bad boy, couldn't you give me a brown bad boy who's not like genocide bad? Is there someone that can make us look cool? Who's like hairy and dark and culturally ambiguous? And when they get rebellious, we don't call out our armed forces to solve or start a conflict with them? Where was our ambiguously ethnic Fonz? I just needed a kind of fuck up a little bit guidance. Fuck up a little bit. Fuck up a little bit. You don't want to end up like me. What would that have been? Flavored combos. Hell yeah. What about Jamal? Jamal's a dentist who washes his hands after every single patient, and sometimes when he uses the bathroom at home, he just says, but very quietly because his children are doing their homework in the room next door. Bad boy, bro. 
sure you do your homework first. I should have been talking to friends about this back then. And this is the reason I really wanted to talk to guys that look like me now. I was very insecure then about being South Asian. But back then, you know, you didn't have role models and there was nothing that seemed cool about it. So it just seemed like, what could I do to sort of fit in with white culture more? As a teenager going through puberty and, you know, your body is doing all these changes, it's so awkward. And to go through puberty in a really, like, white-dominated space like Iowa uh, and to be gay on top of it, was it's a very isolating circumstance. The way I saw it, if you couldn't be some version of the mainstream-looking rebel, then you had to be a good student. And I was terrible in school. It's not like I could rebel by saying, I'm not doing homework tonight, when I didn't do homework every night. So I figured... Can't do the academic thing, so I'll get this tough guy look going. The truth is, I'm not that good at being a tough guy. I really liked going to the mall and hanging out with my grandmother who worked there. I really enjoyed going to your house and talking to your dad about Buster Keaton movies. And with my old, hairy Caribbean uncles, when they'd hold court and talk about politics or the army, I'd listen because I wanted them to feel the same sort of warmth they gave me with their presence. I was sweet and gentle. And this is probably why old men talk to me in the first place. Because... I'll engage. And when these old men were saying, you look like me, a part of me does melt inside. But a part of me feels really awful because I'm not excited about getting older and looking like them. And this all came down to something I'd been ignoring. I'm turning 40 next year. And you look 28. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Season's done. That's all we wanted. (laughs) Yep. The big four O. I like the man I've become. I don't buy products to cover my hair loss. I don't proclaim the music of my youth to be the music they just don't make anymore. No, 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 no. You're the ones using the word cat like he's a cool cat thinking I still look young and hip or thinking you don't look like a grown-ass man and making all of us suffer trying to hold on to some rebel bad boy identity from your youth and getting all hot and bothered when someone that looks like a Muppet version of Eugene Levy sees you and says, you could be my brother. Oh God, no. I had to get a read on this. I have these moments where I'm fighting and accepting, but mostly acceptance of like the beauty that exists for, you know, us aging men of color in this Mm -hmm. country, hair popping up here and uh, maybe weight showing up in certain areas in which I was trying to fight. There was this song that kept popping up my head where it's like, you're supposed to be the little round ethnic man. (laughs) (laughs) And every single guy laughed in recognition. Like, my body is telling me, you're supposed to be this little round ethnic man. 
and like, and it's it's me talking to myself, like, what do you mean? You're supposed to have a mustache. You're supposed to be, you know, be a doctor or a lawyer or maybe blah blah blah. Like all. I really, like really, really, just needed a nod of recognition. What ways do you feel like you've accepted, and what ways are you fighting? being an aging brown boy? The answer's varied. I had a beautiful head of hair and I kind of noticed while it was thick and beautiful and like long that it was starting to like fall out. And I was like, mother F-bomb, no. So I wear a lot of hats. I definitely don't love the gray hairs. I've actually started dabbling in hair dyes. I don't look like anyone on the Avengers team. I definitely look like the guy in the laboratory, but like that guy's not unattractive, like on on his own merits. He's a pretty good looking guy. My celebrity lookalike that I've gotten from many independent parties is uh, Irfan Khan. And I'll go for it. You know, it's not Leo or Skeet Ulrich, but um, he's a damn good actor. He's repping like sort of South Asian roles in good movies in America. These guys are great. I wish we would have known each other in high school. But we know each other now, and most of us have some semblance of where we fit in. I love what Ruben had to say about finding community. We're, we often see a lot of the gay community that is just like twink, twink, young, white, hairless. The community is a lot more diverse than that. And we're starting to see more examples of that, of like the bear community especially. And when I first like found out about like the bear community i was like wow there's a whole subculture of men who are attracted to men who are overweight pretty hairy and like (laughs) i was like wow that's me like i am the standard of beauty for a subculture i was like man where was someone to tell me when i was like a 14 year old kid in iowa who was like oh why do i feel weird or like why can't any of these white people accept me to be like just wait who would have thought uh (laughs) join me for this and so much more in season two of other men need help This episode was produced and hosted by me, Mark Pagan. Our lead producer is Caitlin May Burke, and our associate producers are Ben Goldberg and Rebecca Seidel. Support comes from IFP, editing and engineering done by Rebecca, Ben, and myself. Special story consultant help offered by April Salazar-Fransek and Christina Sepulveda. Our logo and illustrations are done by the incredible Iga Shebek, Song lyrics were written by Gigi Lee and myself, and the song was played, composed, made by Alex Fulton, James Beer, and Jack Simons. Special thanks to our fellowship of brown men. You can subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. And don't forget to rate and review the show because it is such a huge help. Thank you for doing that. Sign up for our newsletter at othermenneedhelp.com and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, adios, ciao, ciao, bye. Where are you from?